We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now from Sooner Sports TV, here's Jessica Cooney and Meg McDonald. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jess and Meg. We've got a very special one for you this week. The Director of Nutrition here at the University of Oklahoma. Did I say the title right? Tiffany Bird in the house with us. We're so excited. Did I say it right? You are right? Pretty pretty close. Director of Sports Nutrition. Sports Nutrition. Okay, I left out a a word. Okay, so um, obviously if you're familiar with Oklahoma athletics at all, you've heard of the name Tiffany Bird, but um, we we knew when we started this thing, she was one of at the top of the list that we wanted to get on this podcast. She works with every sport here at the University of Oklahoma. Busy lady. We're here in her office and you should see her desk. It's covered in papers, neatly covered (laughs) in papers, but we're right off right off of the weight room, the brand new weight room facility. So um, she's right here in the thick of things with OU football and really every kind of sport. So we uh, wanted to kind of get her take on things, her journey. Um, I know a lot of people are interested to hear about that. So Tiff, thanks for for, uh, spending some time with us as she's multitasking as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, it's it's an honor to be here with you guys and uh, just to get to share a little bit about um, my journey. So can we talk a little bit about how I got here? Yeah. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Like, okay. Because I maybe think a lot of people might not know that you were a collegiate gymnast mm-hmm. yourself. You're a college athlete. Had a little bit of a different journey. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, yeah, tell us your background, how you even got involved in sports in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm born and raised in Orlando, Florida, and I was a gymnast ever since the age of four. So I don't really ever remember a time in my life that I wasn't flipping, spinning, jumping off of things. So uh, my energy probably comes from that and my 
adventure and risk taker uh, personality also um, comes from that. Uh, my mom always jokes around and says that the reason I got into gymnastics was because she was afraid that I was going to like break her furniture. She wasn't as concerned about me breaking myself. <laughs> it was all about the furniture. Um, but so that really led me um, through the journey of um, elite gymnastics, which um, was really cool to represent the country and compete and be on the national team and um, afforded many opportunities that I would not have been able to have had I not have been a gymnast. And along that route came uh, multiple injuries. I've actually had 13 surgeries, um, some yeah. <laughs> some pretty rough ones, um, lots of lots of downs, but also some extreme highs. Um, but I wouldn't change it at all. Um, I did get the opportunity to compete um, for um, Alabama and was a um, national champion um, in 2002 for the team. And it was uh, still absolutely a highlight of my life. One of the top three moments, I would definitely say. Um, and so being on this side of it now and getting to help the athletes um, achieve that, it's absolutely an experience that I hope everyone gets to experience because you absolutely cherish it. I can still remember the feeling and then watching our athletes um, get to share. And that is just, oh man, it's, it's undescribable. And for those that don't know the sport of gymnastics, competing for the USA national team is a huge deal. Only how many 10 girls like total get to do that every year. And then Alabama has been a premier program for gosh, 30 years, probably a top five program for that long. What were some of your best events and what kind of skills did you compete? Well, uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Up until KJ Kindler came to Oklahoma, you know, there had only been four teams that had ever won the national title and Alabama absolutely was one of those, um, four. So they were for sure the elite of the elite, but you know, KJ Kindler comes on the scene here at Oklahoma and definitely says, Hey, we're a force to be reckoned That's with. Right. And, you know, we're going for it again. So got to love KJ and her fight. I just absolutely look up to her. Um, but yeah, so at Alabama, I competed on um, bars and beam. Many people don't know. I came into school um, having torn my ACL twice within three months. So literally signed my scholarship papers and a week later tore my ACL and tore medial and lateral meniscus. Seventy five percent gone um, from an injury on vault. And um, within three months, I kind of came back a, a little too fast. And those of you who are in club gym, you probably understand. Oh, yeah. You uh, don't really take time for yourself. And, you know, you always toe the line for, you know, almost crossing it from what the doctors say. So I um, actually ended up uh, falling again and and breaking it off and having to have it redone three weeks before I uh, entered my freshman year at University of Alabama. So um, that was pretty, pretty rough. Um, but with that being said, you know, my, my road was a lot different in college. You know, the only thing I knew was gymnastics. My whole life centered around gymnastics. Um, it was not uncommon for me to train nine to nine, um, especially in the summer. I only went to school from eight to 12. Um, I was not homeschooled. I went to a private school and had to do classes every summer online or uh, in order to get all my credits to graduate. So there was a lot of different things that I had to do in order to um, remain um, academically sound and, and to graduate. And, and I'm, I love school. I love learning. So that was also a big part. And my parents were very much about getting me into um, keeping me in the classroom and not pulling me just to, to homeschool. No, no problem with that at all. Um, but that just wasn't the route that they wanted for me and they wanted to keep me around. So you're, you're competing college gymnastics mm -hmm. at what, what was kind of 
What did you want to be going into college? Did you know? And how much did all of those injuries play into what you're doing today? Um, I absolutely had zero clue. Um, <laughs> like I said, I literally only knew gymnastics. So, you know, as as a lot of freshmen coming into college, you're like um, pre-med or business, like are pretty much the main <laughs> ones. And so I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll do pre-med. Yeah, freshman biology was like negative. Nope, nope. <laughs> Not going for that. So, um, but I just, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. And with just having um, with, with gymnastics, you know, weight is, is a big deal and it's an appearance based sport. And a lot of times the culture is is a little bit different with that. And so your relationship with food is definitely um, can be a challenge at times because you feel like you can't eat certain things and that everybody's watching you and you're being judged based on how you look and you know there's the the stockier really powerful vaulters and floor style and then there's the lean bars bars and beam and i was definitely more of like the stocky muscular build um similar to sean johnson i guess and um and so you know you just I just felt like I always had to pay attention to that. So I, I didn't have a great experience uh, with a dietitian um, growing up. So I actually said I was never going to do this job. <laughs> I never wanted to like be that person. I didn't want to be the person that athletes feared. And that's what I felt every time I went into see a dietitian that I was being judged and that I was, um, you know, they were not on my side. And it was another person to tell me I was failing and not making the mark. Mm. And in gymnastics, judging on a perfect 10 and trying to achieve perfection every single day that at times seems um, impossible. Um, I just it was just really, really hard for me. So what was that moment like when you decided to, yeah. that you wanted to get into nutrition? Yeah, when did that click, when that changed? Because clearly yeah. it didn't start that way. Uh, yeah. no, <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> no, absolutely did not. So um, at Alabama, we actually did not have a dietitian. Um, when I was there, they do now, but not when I was there. And um, I ended up transferring and finishing um, at the University of Nebraska. And Nebraska had been the leader in nutrition. They were the leader in strength and conditioning and also the leader in um, sports nutrition. And they had a director of sports nutrition named James Harris. And of course, immediately coming in, knowing that I had a male who was going to work with me, a gymnast, I'm like, how can you relate to me? You know, like I, I'm, you, you probably don't worry about the things that I do. You play football. I'm a gymnast. We're not the same. And um, we just, I kept going in because I was just really intrigued and he just treated me so different. It was way beyond um, what I could do for Nebraska and how good I was at gymnastics. It was about how can I help you? How can we improve your performance? How can we get out of you what you want to achieve? Whether that's to win the national championship, if it's just to contribute on an event you haven't contributed on, get you healthy, like how can I help you better your relationship with food and ultimately improve the the relationship you have with that for the rest of your life? Because when you graduate from Nebraska, regardless of whatever you achieve in your sport, you will eat for the rest of your life. So let's make this a good relationship and let's make it something that is fun and enjoyable, not something that you fear. So what's the process? So you, you make that decision, you graduate with what degree you go get your master's, right? Mm -hmm. Walk us through that process. Yeah. So I actually, I, I loved James and I thought that's what I wanted to do, but I wasn't, I wasn't like wholeheartedly committed in it. I, I just, I needed a chance to kind of get out. So I graduated from Nebraska in 2005 and, um, actually went I, with a degree in, um, nutrition and exercise, 
And I went out and I was a personal trainer for a bit and it just seemed to lack, lack something for me. It wasn't the competitiveness that I, that I desired. So then I was a coach and I actually really liked gymnastics and being a gymnastics coach. And I think I was pretty good at it, but it just, it still was missing, was missing an element um, of, of excitement, even though it's gymnastics is a passion of mine for sure. And so I just began searching and following around a lot of people and doing a lot of shadowing and talking to a lot of different people. And um, actually back in high school during my injured phase, I um, had the opportunity of uh, doing physical therapy at um, a sports performance place. And a lot of like pro golfers and Shaquille O'Neal and a lot of those um, um, athletes, professional athletes actually went there and they had a dietitian, and I just was like, oh, I remember her. I think I want to do that. And those of you who know me, once I get something in my mind, there's really no like <laughs> looking back. And from then on, it was just, how do I get there? And it was, I got to get into school. I got to take the GRE. I got to get these hours done. And that actually led me back to University of Alabama to pursue a master's degree in nutrition. How much did the way James practice his sports nutrition influence you on the way you wanted to go about at least doing it here at Oklahoma between the injuries and then wanting to make a relationship with food with the athletes a positive thing instead of a negative thing yeah well James was a huge impact on my life for that and then in turn in grad school I actually sought out James again at Oregon because at that time he had moved on to Oregon and those of you who have worked at, who have been a collegiate athlete and then turned around and been on the other side and worked at professionally in the athletic department, you know, it's very different than the experience as an athlete and how much is really done for you as an athlete that you don't realize how much <laughs> behind the scenes actually goes into it. So I thought I wanted to do sports nutrition and James was at Oregon and he's like, Hey Tiff, you know, come and shadow me. And I was like, okay, I thought he was kidding. So I like got off the phone. I got an apartment and one way ticket to Oregon. I called him back in 20 minutes and I was like, hey, James, I got a ticket. I'm coming this day. I got an apartment. Please tell me you're serious to move to move there for the summer. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my gosh. Um, OK, when do you fly in? And I was like, um, May 30th. And I'm going to be there for 10 weeks. And he was like, all right. Okay. It's happening. <laughs> See you then. And I was like, perfect. So that really, you know, I. You never really know if you can do it until you actually do it. And so I got there and it was a, a huge challenge. I didn't know anybody there except for him. And he had a family and, you know, 500 athletes. And he also worked with a professional team. So um, it, it was a huge experience. But when I left there, without a doubt, I knew. And by that time, when I went back to Alabama, Amy Bragg was there. And she's my mentor, one of my greatest friends. And um, I, she really invested in me while I was finishing up grad school. I was there, uh, volunteered for them for another year and a half. And she would probably be the one that I can say molded the way that I practice today. So I think uh, uh, football fans for sure know the story, but you were at Baylor before here. You got a call from Coach Stoops. Can you just take us back to that story um, about getting here to Oklahoma and, and what the need was here at Oklahoma when Coach Stoops gave you the call? Yeah. So um, it's actually kind of funny. So I always planned to go back to Alabama. There was never any other plan. Um, I was once I became a dietitian, I was like, I'm going back to Bama. Like, I'm going to work for Amy. You know, I, that's the only place that I like really knew. And I and I loved it. And I go to conference two weeks out. I hadn't even become a dietitian yet. And um, I ended up on a phone call with the director of athletic performance for Baylor 
just trying to get some experience interviewing. And he's like, all right, come out on a visit. Lo and behold, I have a job offer. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, OK. So two weeks after that, I was moving to Waco. And I like it all just happened so fast. And in that two weeks, I had to study and pass the RD exam because I couldn't have the job if I didn't pass it. Lo and behold, they tell you that you need like six weeks to eight weeks to to pass the test. And thank goodness I was able to pass. I was studying for seven days. I don't advise that. By the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went to Baylor and um, KJ just kept in touch with me the whole time and was like, we need a dietitian at Oklahoma. And um, would you be interested? And I, you know, of course you're always interested in Oklahoma, but I was kind of like, am I experienced enough to be at Oklahoma? Like Bob Stoops is a legend. Like we just celebrated him. He's got a statue, you know, <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know that, that I'm qualified for that. And she's like, Oh, Tiffany, you can do anything you set your mind to. And she just was such a huge advocate. And so, um, I'm at Baylor. I'm doing well finish. Uh, I think the job becomes, it's posted in maybe the beginning of football season, middle of it. And, you know, she calls me and I'm like, Hey, you know, I got to commit to my team. Like I, I, I can't be half in half out. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. If it's still available at the end of the season, we'll talk about it. So the end of the season comes before the bowl and she's like, and I'm, and I'm doing fine. And she's like, okay, Tiff, it's the end. Like, what do you, what do you think? And I'm like, I got to finish out the bowl. I said, if the position is still available, I'll apply the night after we win the bowl game because I just couldn't, I couldn't do both. It's too much like emotion. And of course we, we won the bowl game and called her up and she's like, all right, you need to apply. It's, it's still open. And I was like, okay. So I person of my word. So I applied, never expected to hear anything. And it took, it took a little bit, you know, I'm probably six or eight weeks before I, I heard anything. And then I was on a phone call and the whole time I was just like, you know what, Tiffany, just be yourself, do your absolute best, you know, just show them who you are and actually like educate them on what you could provide them if you were able to come to Oklahoma. And so every time I just tried to put my best foot forward um, and, and show them what I was uh, capable of and found myself on an interview and sitting in Coach Stoops office and, you know, he was like, so, um, what can you do for me? You know, like what, how do you think you make an impact and what can you do? And he looked at me straight up and he said, clearly we already win here. <laughs> how can you make us better? And I just was like, yes, sir. I understand. It's a I little intimidating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was me, Jerry Schmidt and Mac McMillan in the office. And so, I mean, I'm just sitting there and I mean, <laughs> so what did you say to them? <laughs> <laughs> I answered something pretty confident and, <laughs> and I actually ended it with, well, coach, if you don't believe I make a difference, you're traveling to Waco in the fall. Come check it out. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, and I walked out and I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> but I mean, I was really confident that I could help them. And one thing that he had said is that was, you know, the 2012 year and we had gone 10 and three. And his final quote to me was like, hey, Tiff. And OK, keep in mind that where I was, that was not a common common thing you know i had always been at bama and it's championship or bust right. there you know but and that's how it is here at, at oklahoma and he looked me straight in the face and he goes well with all due respect ma'am 10 and 3 don't get it done around here and i said yes sir got it and i actually wrote it on the bottom of my computer for the first like three years that i was here just to keep motivating me and to keep me work working and pushing to not achieve that to always shoot for 
Wow, right? that's, that's cool. a great that's story. Awesome yeah. Story, yeah. <laughs> so what what was the moment like when they maybe Bob called you and he's like, "Hey, we we want you on board." Um. Yeah. Well, it everything just kind of seemed like I was still at Baylor, you know, still working. So when they called and and in athletics, you know, if you're if you're gonna move, like it all happens really fast, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a football program. So the second that they called and like made the offer, I only had 24 hours. They told me you have 24 hours. You have to either accept or, or reject the offer by, by tomorrow at 3 PM. So I had to converse with my family, you know, talk, talk it over, you know, and then go back and, and let my supervisor know at, at Baylor what was going on and give them a chance to, you know, do whatever they were going to do. And um, so it was, it was really fast and really overwhelming and you become so attached to your athletes and, and to your players and to your coaches. You spend so many hours there that, you know, and although Oklahoma is a dream, it was an absolute dream, but you just, it's happening and you have 24 hours to make it all and make a like logical big girl decision mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, like coach Duke says, Oklahoma is not a place that you come as a stepping stone. It's a place that you come to stay. Yeah. And so I had to really think like long-term, could I raise a family there? I don't even know anything about Norman, you know, like, what's it like? Where will I live? How will, you know, how will you make it all work? And so and many factors. You, yeah. And how do you say goodbye to your players that you currently had and, and all your coaches and how do you do it the right way? And yeah. So when, and when you first got here, they'd never had somebody like you here before. What was the transition like of getting people to buy in to what you're selling and, each team kind of did it their own way and you kind of had to come in and kind of, you know, sell what you're doing to every single individual in every single sport here. That had to be pretty challenging initially. Overwhelming, daunting at first, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely overwhelming because, you know, when you take a job, like we, I always joke with the players because we have so much now, you know, across Mm -hmm. the board, every sport is well taken care of. And that is, you know, kudos to Joe Castiglione and President Boren and our head coaches for really pushing for nutrition and really backing. But the vision is always to provide for all. It's not just a football school. Clearly, we win a lot with a lot of different sports and we provide for all, not just scholarship, not, not, you know, we provide for every single sport the same way. And so um, it was absolutely overwhelming. Like, where do you start? Um, how do I get a credit card? Um, where do I even like, who are vendor options? Like what's currently going on? Do I need to use a PO who, where's the business office? Like, who do I talk to? Um, what, like, am I personally grocery shopping for all this stuff? And the answer was, yeah, I was, you know? And so it, it, it was very, very overwhelming. And I thought that when you got hired that they put the job description together and I was just to go and do what I needed to do. And the athletes, that's who I was working to educate the athletes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was working to educate the athletes, the coaches, the administration, the doctors, like all facets of the university on what a dietitian here could do for the health and welfare of the athletes, as well as to enhance their per- performance and continue the winning tradition that is Oklahoma. And now, obviously, we talk about the winning tradition that's Oklahoma. It's not just football. It's across the board. This is a very high caliber athletic department so how do you balance the differences between each sport because there's got to be some crazy differences in nutrition Mm -hmm. depending on the athlete and that's and that sport yeah absolutely so I mean my first year my biggest focus was 
What can I do for them right now? Yeah, you got a vision. You want facility changes. You want fueling stations. You want all this stuff. Which you, by the way, played a huge role in Headington Hall's cafeteria over there and the stocking of that at the beginning, which I think a lot of people might not be aware of, too. So that was one of the first things that you did here as well, right? Right. I I was able to have some some say in that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but it's kind of like you're you're educating everybody. And my first year, the whole thing was right now. What, how can I help right now? I'm hired in March. Football's already going training for the next year, you know, and clearly 10 and three doesn't get it done. (laughs) So, um, you know, I had to help everybody knowing that I was a one man show. And so my, my biggest focus was just to, to get to work, get to work, put, recovery items and every single, you know, and, and we didn't have a large budget like we do now. And so it was put recovery items in every single facility for all. So all our teams had something because recovery was the biggest impact right then that I could hit them on. Even if it was just chocolate milk and bananas and apples and peanut butter, you know, something. It, was, it was something. Mm-hmm. And then really hunker down and get to work on football. And that's really what I did because I, I was one person. And I mean, the hours were long. It was 12 loaves of, you know, the rules were so different. You couldn't have meals. You know, you could have a meal plan, but you couldn't have, you could have bagel, but not peanut butter. You know, you could have bar, but you couldn't, you know. You could have amount. utensils or something, Yeah, you right? couldn't have a certain amount of like protein, greater than 30% of protein because that was all of a sudden an advantage. So you had <laughs> Wow, to, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So you had to work within all the rules to provide for the athletes. So it was a lot of peanut butter and jelly making and getting clip bars and all kinds of, you know, fresh fruit and shakes and stuff like that. So it was, and I was personally grocery shopping for all of this because I didn't have vendors at the time. So I would go to Target and load up three buggies every other day. To and, and I remember that. Oh, yeah. I would see you at Homeland, and you'd have like, oh yeah, wherever. Saying and these guys have, can yeah. eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was it was just all about getting them, and then of course we we were very blessed, and we won the Sugar Bowl that year, and then um, it kind of each year we've progressed, and now we have tons of vendors and deliveries coming in and out, and brand new facilities, and you know just really, really able to. Each year I had a vision to capitalize. You know, the first year was focus on football, get them going. Okay. We got, we got that system going, keep working on that because you're never arrived, but now let's get to basketball. Let's get to gymnastics. Let's help all those. And having been a gymnast and an appearance-based sport that, that really helped me with knowing that the education piece of men's and women's gym, even though those two are completely different, but also knowing wrestling and being able to talk with volleyball and the girls, you know, and and then basketball, I actually worked with the Thunder when I first got here. So that really gave me a leg up with men's and women's basketball. And um, so just from there, you just kind of maneuver. And I worked with Oregon I, track. And so that helped me get in with our track team and just knowing, hey, I worked with Jordan Hobart and I or um, Jordan Hasse and with uh, Andrew Weeding and all these people who have been Olympians and set world records. And so they're the like, track oh. Athlete, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, OK, what? Yeah. <laughs> So, you have my attention now. Yeah. So I, I think we've already been going almost 30 minutes. So I we definitely have to get you back on because I think there's so many things that you've talked about that are so impactful, important conversations to be had. You talked about the appearance base. You know, I think that's a conversation that, you know, you, you hear a lot with a lot of these female athletes. So we'd love to have you back on. But we have a couple closing questions. Or I do anyways. First of all, um, you know, again, I said we're sitting right here in the new facility. How nice has it been? Because when you got here, you didn't have all of these luxuries that you have now. You said you talked about how you had to do it all on your own. But now you have this amazing smoothie bar. You have this, the players' lounges stocked. You have a lot more, I guess, uh, resources to kind of help you out. How nice has all of that been to have that? 
You know, it, it's been incredible. It, it really has just how it has all evolved. And I mean, Greg Tipton, Joe Castiglione, everybody who had a hand in the building of this facility. I mean, two years of meetings, you know, monthly meetings of just discussing. I mean, I, I never knew there was so much that went into an ice machine or even just <laughs> like the depth of a sink and how big and how many inches do you need for a storage and how how big are the shelves and how much off the floor and the ceiling and how to build a shelf like didn't know how to do that, but I do now, you know, <laughs> so just a lot of things. It's it has been amazing. Like the facilities are beautiful, but they're also functional mm-hmm. and you need them to be functional in order to get your job done. And so I, I love the fact that we have systems in place where we have people as the athletes are walking through, we can greet them with, you know, hey, how's it going? And we can have one on one conversations as we're making peanut butter and jelly or stocking stuff or or um, educating them just right there, making individualized smoothies for them to hit them right at recovery, talking about hydration, having the labeling system, just to always, always, always put an emphasis on recovery and how this can help them right now. I have one final question. I know you have like games within some of the sports. Like I've walked into Sam Beerson Center and seen posters or little like sheets of paper with games for the men's gymnastics team. So how'd you yeah, come they up tweet with you that? Like yeah. how many colors, they, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they'll like send you pictures you of what, how many colors yeah. they have on their plates and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's just another way to kind of help push home some of the education and get the application portion. Cause a lot, a lot of our athletes, we do a lot of talks with them all the time and they see us all the time and they talk to us, Hey, let me choose this. Or what about this or recovery? We know about recovery. We know we need carbs and protein and hydration. You know, we know we need antioxidants, but the application portion, the, how do you cook it? How do you make it? What does that mean to me at the moment? How do I push that? Like, home. And so a big part that we do the games, we did the boomer challenge and boomer was a big acronym that I started when I got here. And it stands for begin with breakfast, own your protein, optimize hydration, must have fruits and veggies, eat often and rest in recovery. <laughs> and so I really use that to educate the athletes. Um, and we say boomer all the time here. <laughs> so I figured when we're going to say something, at least maybe it has a nutrition implication. And so we, we've stuck with that the whole time. And so the boomer challenge was six weeks long and each week focused on one of the letters and just trying to help them put that into practice. And they had to send me pictures and send me updates and label things for them. And then they got points and we divided them up into teams and they had to compete against each other. And so when they weren't doing well, you know, we were constantly sending them like tweets each morning and little educational pieces and, Oh, this guy didn't do anything. What are y'all going to do about it? Come on, captains. And so it just really pushed even team camaraderie and competitiveness and in the off season. I love that. And you practice what you preach. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But if you had your choice of a cheat meal, what, what's your cheat meal choice? Oh, pizza for sure. <laughs> for sure. Hands down pizza. And I'm also a sweets person. So I like Skittles. I like jelly beans. I like Starburst. Yeah. So pizza and sweets. Okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time again. Hopefully we'll have you back on. Uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing, I mean, so many other layers to this, uh, but um, we thought it'd be cool to get you on here and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. I know you're a busy lady, so we appreciate your time again. Tiffany Bird, Director of Sports Nutrition here at the University of Oklahoma. And make sure you follow us on all of our uh, Twitter accounts. You you give updates too. What's your Twitter account? At Tiffany A. Bird. There you go. And uh, you can follow, because then all of your assistants, you tweet with them too. Yep. So you can follow all of them. They give cool, like, 
you know, reminders and stuff, you can follow them. And then, um, yeah, follow Meg McDonald at Meg underscore underscore McDonald at OU on the air. And check out our podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Again, Tiff, Coach Tiff, we appreciate your time. And we'll see you next Wednesday. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.